0: Welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. We're here. Yay. Yay. And it's cool out. I actually have a leather coat on. It's it's, it's It's seasonable. I like it. I want it to be cool now. Because it's time. It's November. Damn it.
1: We, we got ripped off in the leaves a little bit because the trees didn't know what to do.
0: They were
2: so confused. Well, yeah. they're still turning colors, my friend.
1: still I mean, time it's not, to take it's a nice not ride. not gone completely, but it's yeah. not the same.
2: It's not the same. It's good sleeping weather,
0: though. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. I agree. Um, <laughs> right off the top, we want to say Tough Mother um, Gail is not with us today. Unfortunately, Tough Mother Gale's had um, two really rough... Things happened this week. She had a passing of a dear friend as well as an uncle. So um, we want to send our love and condolences and, and our deepest feelings of support to Tough Mother Gail. We miss her. We love her. And we can't wait to have her back white,
2: next week. White light, honey, as you would always say. We're right. sending you white light.
0: And um, so that's going on. And we have a great guest this week. We have Connie Fipe, who is the former CEO of the Girl Scouts. Um former um, president of the National Speakers Association. She's done a million things. Her grandfather invented the golden arches, the actual (laughs) golden arches. Um, She's, country music royalty and she's related you know how that goes country you know back, oh gosh back, no, well I'm just saying oh, come on, a lot of those people are related I'm just bringing it out I mean
1: that's not right Karen.
0: But my father's from the south too L- I mean, Loretta Lynn I know but okay so she's but on different sides of the family she's country music royalty and we can't wait to have her on Connie Fife she really um, just kicks really big butt and till the time I'm gonna say to Lisa hey what happened last week
2: well, you know, it was funny. Um, I ran into uh, a friend of mine who I went to high school with. He was in town. And you are never going to believe what he told me. Why? He goes, you know, I just love your podcast. I go, Steve, you got to be kidding me. You listen to the podcast. You're a guy. You I know what he said? No, 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 This is unbelievable. His daughters, Tori and Naomi, he listens with his daughters. Get this. Because he thinks the podcast is a great show Show girls how they should grow up, do what they've got to do, and give back. I love and that. I mean, and, you know, one of the girls is in her mid-20s, and the other one, I believe, is a senior in high school. So a little shout-out to Tori and Naomi Freno. We're so excited that you listened. Thank oh, you for I listening. tears.
0: <laughs> Right. I'll talk
1: less so I don't ruin the show for him. Yeah, it's it. thank you, Seth. Yeah. No yeah. Exactly. Uh
0: Seth's 2-year-old daughter. What you do, Lovey? Did you hit Lowe's again? <laughs> um of course I um, I hit Lowe's. of course. Of course I did. And um we my grandsons went to the playoffs so that was the last one so now the big big game is this Saturday so I'm super excited about that. And I did something that just is going to blow your mind. I went to the birthday party of a woman turning 102 years oh, old. Oh my god. I know. 102. And let me tell you, she was as sharp as any one of us in this room. She's probably sharp. sharper. Yeah, actually yeah. sharp. She no knew offense. what was happening. Yes. Yeah, am um, No. No offense <laughs> taken. I'm not taking yeah. It. <laughs> she I, she was with it. She was kind. She was she was really funny. I mean funny, but um. Yeah. I said to her, oh my gosh, congratulations! You know, happy 102 birthday. I can't believe she goes. Don't tell anybody. I'm 102. I'm like, what? It's all over the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all, like on the balloons. It's everywhere. But no, no, it was really cool. She was the coolest thing. So I had a lot of fun doing that. And um, we want to talk about this great, great, great new sponsor
2: we have. Uh-huh. Lisa can't wait because this these these people really resonate with all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, the client's name is Storyblocks.com, and what they are is your one stop, first stop for stock content. Images, audio, everything. And um, Karen, how you all know, has her One Tough Mother website, is just phenomenal with this. But one of the things that I love about this is most of these pictures, anybody that has a website or does anything for small businesses or whatever, know how expensive stock or audio or video can be. A photo can run up to, what, I what Karen? Oh, they, bucks? To, oh they can like, kill you. Exactly. They can kill you on well, this. get this. This company, 100% of all the sales goes to the artist. I love that. Who dedicated or who put the the, um, content on the site. So what did you do? You went and you did something. Well,
0: you know what happened is years ago, well, for 25 years I've been in advertising and marketing. I had my own company. So I've done labels. I've done magazine ads. I've done billboards. You name it, I've produced it and made it and done it. So... I used to go... In the beginning, it was... And I won't say the name of the competitor. It was extremely expensive. You got the stuff on CDs. You Mm -hmm. got a book of CDs. Then, when they brought it online, you could go to the online shops. But the higher res that you buy, the more expensive. Number one, you pay by the downloads. So, you download these points and you pay for a group of them. And each you know, picture has a certain amount of points. Vector art was extremely hard to get. And they have great, great vector art for their, for their one price program. Yep. But here's the one thing that got me. And this happened about, I'm going to say about eight years ago. So I did an ad for Cosmo actually. And it was a, it was a big gig. And, um, I used a stock royalty free photo. Okay. So I bought the photo. I made sure it was stock royalty free, blah, 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 put it in the ad Three months later, I get a phone call from these attorneys that say, hey, you used our client's ad in a Cosmo. They want money for it. I said, dude, I bought it off of a stock royalty free site. No problem. He goes, no, 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 no. She didn't post that. Ad, her picture up there. Her ex-boyfriend did. She didn't give permission well, for this. Well, you didn't know that. No, of course not. But now this, whether you knew it or not, whether they were going to take us for money or not wasn't the issue. Now there's attorneys involved. So you're already losing because you're paying their attorney, your attorneys to fight their attorneys. Okay. So it's never just that free. This, however, tell them the pricing structure with this. this I love this. And I went through the entire site and loved everything about it because I still do a lot of, you know, client work for people that want to do freelance. And and
2: by the way, if you ever have to do another shoot for Cosmo, they have this amazing photo. Shoes with champagne. Fits right in. (laughs) Anyway, a little sidebar there. But it's called the triple bundle. Bundle. Triple bundle. Images, video, and audio for the price of one. And that price is $149 for a full year of unlimited access. That's unheard of. Unbelievable. Limited access. And I got to tell you something. I'm a singer. Everybody knows it. I write music. I went to their music beds, and they're unbelievable. But they have this one called D Major Gorgeous Classic. Do you know what sounds just like one of the songs I wrote? Oh, my see I was like it's the quality is just beyond and actually their photos have appeared on the History Channel USA National Geographic Network Discovery The Weather Channel ABC I mean this is no small company they no no know, this they is got big their stuff, stuff together I was extremely
0: excited about it I, here's how excited I was my friend and this is my shout out to Jorge my friend is one of the top photographers in the world at least the country if not the world he got... Companies fly him all over the world to take beautiful, beautiful pictures of of different parts of the world. And I called him and I said, dude, did you ever hear this? Because he's got, he has to have banks and banks and banks and banks of pictures Mm -hmm. that people, you know, didn't use. I said, throw your stuff up on here because I have many, many, many external hard drives of pictures. I'm going to throw my stuff up on there because I'm a photographer and they don't take money. The other company takes a big percentage of your money when people yep. buy your photo.
2: So you get, it's 100% of the sale goes Set to, your
1: to you. No, I'm thinking about the audio for, for future podcasts Bam. and stuff. Yeah, yep. There you go. The other companies we use are expensive. Very yeah.
2: expensive. Yeah. I, I mean, we I'm researched. I'm going to check out the music.
1: I'm looking at it right now.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And again, it's storyblocks.com now for nice this site, limited too. offer for $149 for unlimited to millions of images, videos, and tracks. You go to storyblocks.com forward slash OTM 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 again, again I'm going to say this five times storyblocks.com forward slash OTM storyblocks.com forward slash OTM it is a limited time offer but oh my gosh you got you have to check I out. loved
0: it I love it and I'm going to use it I, and all my friends that are in photography and that's a million of them they're going to
2: use it so please do definitely check out storyblocks one more time storyblocks.com forward slash OTM The One Tough Mother podcast, real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you.
0: On today's show, we're excited to have a woman who's been referred to as the unstoppable speaker. Connie Fife is a successful high performance businesswoman, an author, a coach and an award winning podcast host of... Up and out with Connie. From drag racing to Harley riding, this tattooed diva has broken the mold. Once the director of the United States Chamber of Commerce, chair for the CEO of the Girl Scouts USA, former president of the National Speakers Association, and much more, Connie's known to get it done. You bet. And it's with great pleasure that I can't wait to welcome to the One Tough Mother show, Connie Fife yeah <laughs> welcome girly how are you i'm doing great how are you I'm great thanks what's going on out in la anything happening
3: oh it's a uh, beautiful weather uh- <laughs> oh you
0: stop well you're gonna tell me you don't tell me you don't don't miss it back east because i know you do because i know you're from uh, the east
3: i do i i definitely miss the east coast i tell everybody i miss rain <laughs> i just miss rain uh- <laughs> I know they've had some snow out there recently, but I'm like, oh, I miss snow. No, I don't. (laughs) You know what? Actually, I
0: lived in Hawaii for a few years, and what happened was... I would come back Easter, Christmas, just so I could have that taste of cold and snow and whatever. That
3: little bit, right, right. Just to get that little fix. And I'll be doing the same thing, and then I'll be back to L.A. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. Darn you. Anyway, um, I'm going to get right to the questions, because I know you're on a tight schedule. And again, thank you so much for rearranging everything to do this for us. So not a problem. you got to tell me how you got started. Tell me how it all started, Connie.
3: How did I get started? Oh, my gosh. Um I I was an entrepreneur uh, as as long as I I could remember as a young girl I I actually lived with my grandmother and I I was cleaning houses for neighbors I was doing their grocery shopping babysitting whatever it took to help pay the bills for the family for you know for what we needed to do and so I mean, you know, then all through life, it was always that drive that I had to be a leader, to lead businesses, and it just, it just never went away. It's just that internal drive that I've had, and then, funny, funny enough, I ended up in Washington D.C. I uh, moved my way up through the through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and that was awesome, awesome, exciting, and got to meet some very. Um, very wonderful people there. And they taught me a lot. And they taught me about never giving up and keep moving, keep moving forward. And then when I had got married, I had moved back to the Northeast. I worked at the local Chamber of Commerce. And then I was on the board of directors for Girl Scouts of Pennswood's Council. And then I became the, C- or the chair of the board and then later became the CEO of that council. So it's, it's just been a, a, a continual growth of my career. I'm always looking forward. I'm always taking that step forward and saying, okay, what's next? What can we achieve next? Who can I help next? And I think now I'm in that season of life where it is all about helping, and it's all about helping executives be the best they can be, develop those high-performance habits, and really specifically working and helping women achieve, because So many, you know, women, I mean, it's it's changing now, but, you know, I come from that era of a woman supposed to be in the workplace, or not in the workplace, you're supposed to be home, taking care of the family, taking care of the kids, and I just drove right past that.
0: Right, you're Uh, like me, right? (laughs) We call ourselves two-timers. You had one, had a couple of kids, and you had an ex-husband, and um, so we were two time, I always say two-time losers, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the loser was. Oh, them I, or I, us, but I, I, I you used to had kids. I to the rodeo. Yeah, yes.
3: You had kids yeah. and you were doing all of this as a I single did. mother, right? I, I was. I was a single mom for 11 years. Uh, a lot of ups and downs, uh, a lot of mistakes, a lot of successes. but yeah, I became a single mom. My son was three months old and my daughter was three when right. I became a single mom. And I wasn't working at the time, but I just went out, I made it happen. I was going to school, I took my kids to class with me.
0: Right, <laughs> right, you know, we did what we had to do, right?
3: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And other mothers can do that. Other
0: mothers they have can. the ability to do that.
3: They can, I was working full-time, I was going to school part-time, and my family had a restaurant, and I worked there a couple nights a week as well. And um, again, the kids would just—they would just come with me, so they also learned at a young age and how to be independent. Sometimes now I think too independent, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but the, you know, to to be strong and you know and stand up and work for what they have. I seen I I seen a quote recently saying something like. Um, I got everything I wanted it was just handed to me after I worked hard for it right right
0: (laughs) I like it when people go oh it's an overnight success they don't realize it took 25 years to get to where you're at you know oh you're an overnight success you know what I really I really not only enjoyed and I want to touch on the Girl Scouts being the CEO of the Girl Scouts but you know what I was really impressed with the fact that you're on the advisory board for the members with with Dress for Success I think that's really big and I think that's really big for women I like these um these opportunities women have to go get a business suit or get something to help them get the yes. interview, to help them feel good about themselves going, looking for a job. Because when you're a single mm-hmm. mom or a mom with an income or a mom who's married, it's difficult to put money into yourself, correct?
3: It, it's very, very difficult. I like guess said, whether you're married or a single mom, but I was involved with Dress for Success back on the East Coast. I got involved with them here in the, in the L.A. Um, chapter, West Coast um, area. And like, so many women, like you go in there and you think, oh, well, this is women that are, because I've worked with a lot of women that have come out of shelters, Right. right. I, I, I worked with um, the Sisters of Mercy back in Pennsylvania, and they worked with women that were in shelters or they helped bring them out of prison and transition them into shelters and then back into their family. So I was involved with that pretty, pretty heavily. And then with Dress for Success, you know, you would think it's a lot of the same women, but it's not. Okay. I've I, I worked with women there was a woman last year I worked with. She's a Ph.D., but she lost her job. She was a single mom. She went through all of her savings and found herself living on the streets. Unbelievable, right? Yep. Unbelievable. So it's not, you know, it's not just, you know, women that have always been there or, like you said, coming out of prison or transitioning. It's women with high degrees, highly educated women, and circumstances help happen in life that, you know, we need to be there just to give them the hands up. Like I said, when I was, when I first got divorced, I I, I was um, a bit of that. Um, I, I partied hard. Um, uh, I guess I got, you know, I got the tattoos, uh, riding, you know, Harley, and, and I was living that kind of life for a couple right, of years, and right. I thought, like, you know what, this is not really what I want to be doing I want something greater than this I want something greater in life and again it gave, it gave me that drive so a lot of these women would dress for success you know at times I wish I had an organization like that that was there to help and lift me up and that's that's exactly what they're doing they're giving women another chance an opportunity whether it's giving them you know clothing um, helping them with resume building and it's just more than the clothes they're working with the resume building but, and they also have educational programs for these women so it's not only get a job but it's to keep that job that's excellent uh, excellent yeah so great great programs there's a lot of, you know they work with you on budgeting um, like this particular woman I'm talking about she did get a job uh, she you know Through Dress for Success, she helped them being better at budgeting and finances. And she'll tell you, she said, I make less now, but I have more money in the bank.
0: Right, right, right. I love that. You know what? Mm -hmm. And it's so true. It's not just about dressing them, but that is a big part. Your mental attitude when you're going into an interview, the way you feel about yourself and the way you think you present is very, very big. So I, I, I commend you and everyone who's done anything on that. Now you have to talk to me a little bit about the Girl Scouts. I was not a Girl Scout. I'm sorry to say I... Had a little issue in brownies where I found some matches. And anyway, I wasn't kicked out, but I really don't think I was welcome back. What a surprise. (laughs) But at any rate, I was only a brownie for a few months. Are Um, you shocked,
2: Seth? No, I don't think so.
1: No, not shocked.
0: (laughs) But um, tell us a little bit about the Girl Scouts because I need, I'm going to call you out on the carpet, Connie. You and I are kindred souls. We know how this works in interviewing. I'm calling you out on how do you feel about boys letting girls into the boy scouts so tell wow. me what you think
3: uh, i think it's a huge 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 mistake uh the, the boys you know when i look at this the girl scouts have their mission the boy scouts have a mission now this isn't anything new uh when i was back at at girl scouts i mean i actually worked a lot in collaboration with the boy scouts and we had a lot of these conversations around the boys letting girls into the program. So they've been doing this for years. Okay. what has changed now is they're allowing girls to earn that Eagle Scout, which they didn't do before. So that's, that's, I mean, really what, what has changed. Okay. Um, the reason that they're doing I think and I believe is wrong the reason that they're doing it is because of course they're losing membership just like Girl Scouts were losing membership and uh, 11 years ago why they made the decision to do the realignment and um, why things had changed and looking at best practices now with Girl Scouts the councils are chartered so the councils have certain criteria that they have to meet certain standards where the Boy Scouts is not run that way, the, all of the Boy Scout councils are independent of the you know the, the headquarters. You know they have that connection, of course, but there's not a charter, so they couldn't do the realignment like the Girl Scouts did. Okay. So they're losing membership, and the reason that they're doing that was to help increase membership. But bringing them together is just oh such a mistake because when you know, with Girl Scouts, I mean, I could share stories of, you know, summer camp. I mean, we would have files of, you know, the drinking that would go on by the counselors. Um, that, you know, we'd have, um, you know, males on, on, on the premises. Right, right. And then they'd start, you know, having relationships with other people. Like, that was like an issue, like we always had to stay on top of. right. Uh, right. So now that you're integrating it together... It's just, it's it's creating um, a different dynamic within the group because as a girl, you're growing up and you want to, you know, allow the girl to be themselves and be who they are. And one of the really positive changes that were made with the realignment is they're offering more programs to girls that are, you know, the mountain climbing and, you know, the more um, outdoor, extreme sportish, right, extreme sports. Thank you. And, so, and a lot of girls want that. You know, some girls still want to do the quilting and all of that, and that's fine. Um, but the, a lot more want the extreme sports. And this is why some are going to the Boy Scouts, because they want that. But when you have that mix and when you have a young child in, that's still developing and now you're starting to have this mix, and especially in those teen years, the it, the boys and the girls are not going to feel you know, that they can be themselves in this type of an environment. Right. Uh, and, and of course, I mean, you do get situations and there will be some positive situations where, you know, it's just, you know, you're just friends and you're kindred spirits and, and you're going to work on on these projects together. But it just changes the whole dynamics of the, and the mission of the Boy Scout organization when, when you bring it together like this. Like I said, there's going to be some bigger issues than you know than what they've experienced now in the past, and it just I am I am not for it. Uh, I I am against it. I'm I'm all opening for the boys and girls getting along and playing nicely together. And you could still do that as Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Like I said, we did that and we collaborated and we brought some programs together. But when you're in trench like that and working together, and again, it just just it's setting themselves up for failure. I'm going to back you up
0: on this one because when I was told about it, and 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 remember for everyone listening, Connie and I are are two. Um, motorcycle riding, tattoo mamas. I mean, we, we were not, you know, just prim and proper. So, um, but I back her up right. because I've had both boys and girls, both, you know, I have three mm-hmm. sons and a daughter. And in the teenage years, there has to be some, some kind of uh, sacredness that you can talk about things among right. your group. You know what I mean? Right. Each group. Yeah. Having the mm-hmm. boys in there and girls in the teenage years being boy crazy and boys being girl crazy, it it right. changes the whole dynamic of what bonding with each other is, I think. That's in right. my mind. Now, the extreme sports, I'm all for it. You know, I'd be doing um, parkour oh, yeah. in, in Manhattan yeah. and ice climbing in, uh, in the Antarctic if I could. However, right. if they want to change... The Girl Scouts to have more of an extreme sport type program that's offered to them. That's awesome, but involving mm-hmm. and having them together, I, I'm backing you up, Connie. No, I don't believe. Yeah,
3: and the and the girls do have the extreme sports now. They have included that, and and what they've been doing is they, you know, they're taking the camps and they are, made, you know, they're they're creating geographical camps that are extreme sport related camps and so, that, so they are doing that and that was a part of the realignment that they did and like I said, that was about 11 years ago Right. so, and, you know, and, and it takes time for change, but it's it's definitely happening and so, yeah, no, I mean, I remember I remember, like you said, you know, you have the boys and you have the girls, I remember going to camp, like, re, like re, my religious camp when the boys were hitting on me and right. that was co-ed right. Right. and so, I mean, these things do happen Um. Yeah, that's part of this, too, if you think about it,
0: is yes. the counselor end of it. The counselor end of yes. boys and girls yes. together. Now you have male counselors and female counselors. Yes. And you have males exposed to young girls and you have females exposed to young I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't like the mix. I'm going to be honest. Anybody can write in and, and give me crap about it. Call me out about it. Say whatever you want to say. But I just think the mix is not something that I would like.
3: No, I mean, even when you have camp, because we would have girls that would come you uh, know, maybe, you know, dad was their only parent. Right. So dad, so dad would want to come with them to camp. So the girls, so dad could not sleep in a tent with the girls. Dad had to go sleep in his own tent by himself. Right. And then we still had to find a female counselor that would come in to sleep with those girls in that tent because, you know, dad couldn't do it. So it, it created more... Um, I don't want to say more work, but it created more concern for us to make sure that dad was in a tent at a distance that we don't have to worry about him coming in and being with these young girls at night, you know, because they're showering and they're doing, you know, exactly. their yep. So we still had to reach out to somebody else to bring him in, which meant it cost us more money Because now we're feeding somebody else and we're providing room and housing for somebody else. So it actually costs us more money for doing that. But at the same time, we can't say, Dad, you can't be here at all. Exactly. Yeah, You just have to be, you know, separated from, you know, from your daughter.
0: Well, I thank you for telling telling us your feelings on that, because, I mean, I I was interested. I really wanted to pull that out of you. But I'm going to move over to something that's kind of fun and funny, because um, your music, (laughs) your country music royalty and you are the you're the exact descendant of the man who made the golden arches.
3: Go That right. was my that was my that was my grand my granddad my grandfather. He d- uh, he d-
0: invented the golden arches. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yes.
3: Right?
2: I read that the other day, and I'm like, whoa! Was he
3: highlighted yeah, that, in the movie The Founder? N- I, no. <laughs> um, no, I don't think. I mean, I've seen Cole Miner's Daughter. I did not see the one with Ray Kroc, but but legend has it that yes, my my grandfather, my maternal grandfather and again going going back to you know, my roots of of my family. So my family comes from the Appalachian Mountains. Right. And so my my grandfather, he was in the Hazard County of Kentucky. And so in Loretta Lane's family they're on the other um hollers of the other side of the mountain. Uh, butcher hauler so my my grandfather so when he left he left the family when my mom was 13 when he left the family they had already moved into Louisville Kentucky at that time and they were living on the property in Arthur Street on the property of the University of Louisville and so he had left the family and he put himself through school at a um, older age and he went to the University of Georgia. He learned all about art and creativity and neon science. His original job was, and I have his biography, his original job was he had painted a mural on the side of a building, and that's how he started doing it. He was painting it, and his very first job, the um, the his footing he lost when he was painting, and all the paint cans went flying into the air and... Like all over the side of this building, all over his mural that he had just painted, and it became a, an art of who he is <laughs> 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 and then so he gave up painting inside the buildings, and he went into neon signs okay so he's you know, he lived around around the world, um painting neon signs. um I actually have his sketch book when he was in the nursing home he was sketching all by hand pencil sketch all of the neon signs that he had done and all it is is like a three ring binder type tablet that he was creating all of these on so when i moved here to southern california i actually pulled that out and i drove down route 66 and pulling out all of the signs that are in his book
0: that's awesome that is so cool that is very cool
3: But the only thing that's not in that book is the McDonald's. The
0: Golden Arches. Arches. I know. When I read that, I was thinking, oh, my gosh. So not only are you the granddaughter of the man who made the Golden Arches, you're somehow related to Loretta Lynn and Minnie Pearl, which I and Dolly was Dolly in that mix, too. No. Okay. (laughs) no,
3: (laughs) no, no, no. Uh, So. I learned so I always knew about Loretta Lynn because mom would talk about her and so Loretta Lynn is actually married to my mother's was married to my mother's cousin so Bo he had died so they were cousins and then uh, Minnie Pearl was on dad's side and I only learned about her a couple of years ago because um, it was only a couple of years ago that I learned about my dad. And I, I had learned that I was adopted, and the father I had grown up with um, wasn't my wasn't my father. That my real my real dad died when he was thirty two, but um, so yeah. So I learned that about Minnie Pearl, and she's actually buried next to my dad in Centerville, Tennessee. So a couple of years ago, my dad or my husband and I did the whole tour during uh, for the summer. And so we went to the haulers. We went to butcher hauler uh, and got to meet some of the family there. Went to the hazard haulers. And what was really funny is like these two guys come walking out like with a shotgun, and they're like, you're "Oh the boy, wild? <laughs> yeah, you're, this you were like just a couple of years ago." And I was sort of like, you're <laughs> the wild? And I'm like, oh, no, McIntyre, McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, so funny. She's oh, hilarious, Minnie
2: Pearl.
0: So that's really hysterical. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. that, so you've got a lot of great stuff going on. But you also told me that you're starting a new, uh, or you're, maybe you're rebranding a company. You want to give us a little bit about that before you have to go?
3: Oh, sure. I'd love to. Uh, okay. So my company is The Fight Group. And, we, and what we do, we work with C-suite executives. And we have a full mentor program and leadership training program for middle management up into the C-suite. And so for years, I've been part of a mastermind group quietly with a group of women. So working with the C-suite group, and they've been, you know, we've been chatting back and forth for the last year or so and saying, how can we help more, more women, more executive women, C-suite women? How can we get them involved more into the C-suite program? And so I decided to take my group, which was the Global Women's Network, uh, kind of vanilla, and we changed that, and uh, to women who dare. So it's the Women Who Dare Council. Okay. And it is for nonprofit executives, entrepreneurial leaders, uh, C-suite executives, and then our 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 top level Circle Two Hundred, which is for ladies who are um, currently CEOs or they have been, you know, have been in that in that space. And so it is it is a membership council. And it has been. been I, I've only just launched it or relaunched it in, in a couple of months, and it has just been insane. the The interest that we have, and the women who want to be part of this group, because we are being very, very specific. It's. It's not a. Oh, let's all come together and bitch and talk about, you know. Guys, it's 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 nothing like that. Right. It's about helping the women, helping the women keep that power that they have, taking the high road, and being the best that they can. I mean, the mission is helping helping um, women in leadership achieve excellence and be unstoppable together. Because as women, we tend to not be unstoppable together. <laughs> okay, and it, and it's called
0: again. What was what did you just rename it? What did you launch it as?
3: What woman who dare
0: women who dare and is yes. there a website up yet about
3: it connie uh the website should be up soon it will be women who dare dot me, M-E. okay
0: dot me i love that women who dared yes. i love that they're opening all these new dot i actually have another oh, company know. that's called um wedding words and it's weddingwords.love because I do wedding oh. ceremonies. So I like that they do that. Um, yeah. So th- that's what you have going on in the future. I know that you're, you're going to, dif- you're taking on a big tour. You're going to be touring around the country and you're going out of the country as well which is incredible. So when you come to the city, we can go wingsuit flying or something since we're both badass, tough mothers. (laughs) All right, we'll do do something crazy. Um, We can go train surfing. Have you ever done train surfing? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) How about we just jump out out of a plane? (laughs) 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 We'll we'll go train surfing or something. But um, uh, tell everybody where they can hear your podcast. Tell everybody about your network so that we get that all in for you.
3: Absolutely. So my podcast is Up or Out with Connie, and we have 36 distribution networks, but you can hear us. Uh, just look for us on iTunes. Just look for Up or Out with Connie, and you could, you could hear us there. I've uh, been doing this, oh my gosh, uh, this is going on my sixth year. The, I went from live radio to hybrid, and now it's, it's all podcast. You could also find me on the C-Suite radio network. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a huge branding there. We're also on, um, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, uh, Stitcher, and again, iTunes. And we're in 145 countries. So really, really excited about the expansion and the growth of, of it, the Upper Out Network. And in the Upper Out, uh, network, we also, I've started, uh, a new podcast, um, of the Woman Who Dare. Okay. So we're having Excellent. a special segment, a special series on the woman who dare, but it's all up or out with Connie. Excellent, that's
0: so great, and they can go to uh, fife. dot is Is that one of your fife, fife group, group? I'm com. sorry, thank you. That's okay. All right, I, I, I just. I just wanted to take a moment to um, let Lisa, she has a question that she wanted to ask you. And then we will sign off because I know you've got something going on. Go ahead. This is Tough Mother Lisa.
2: Um, Actually, I was just curious about one thing, and I hope it doesn't open up a whole can of worms. Have you been approached at all with the Girl Scouts where, like, you know, girls growing up who think they could be gay and the boys growing up who think they could be gay and would relate better to being in a Girl Scout or being in a Boy Scout? Has that happened, or do you anticipate that happening?
3: I anticipate that happening, but I have not, personally, I have not experienced that. Um, the only negativity we had, um, again, this is 11 years ago, and we had a, a group where the, the leaders were lesbian, and where they were meeting, the location had called and asked that we, we move them, um, because they felt that they were being role models. Okay, girl, totally you know, understand. Batman.
2: Totally understand that. I was just curious yeah, but, about
3: that. That's all. Yeah, but to your question, no, I have that. I have not experienced and that. Has not was never approached me about that. But I do expect that to happen, especially now that we're seeing the crossover.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
3: Yeah, I do see that.
0: Well, thank you, Connie. Again, thank you for rearranging your schedule to do this. It's Fife oh, Group, there. which is P H E I F F Group com. It's women or woman who dare women,
3: women, W-O-M-E-N. Okay.
0: Women who dare. And that'll be dot me. That'll be coming out very soon. And yes. again, please, I can't thank you enough. You rock. <laughs> you are one tough mother. And uh, we're going to have to ride bikes together. I I actually wore my motorcycle boots today in anticipation of this. I have my Doc Martens on and only probably you Mm -hmm. and I know what Doc Martens are.
3: Uh, Right, right.
0: (laughs) So, all right. Well, thank you, Connie. Thank you. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you real soon. And you're welcome back anytime.
3: All right. Love it. Love it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And now it's time for Here We Go, Tough Mothers Headlines and Headaches, sponsored by Storyblocks.com. And I made up their tagline First Stop for Stock and More.
3: Okay, nice.
2: Now, this this first story is uh, very alarming. So I'm going to say, let me preface everything with allegedly, but parents, please beware. There is a cult-like organization called Nexium. It is spelled N-X-I-V is in Victor, M as in Mary. Story's been around for a while, but now Catherine Oxenberg, who was on the original show Dynasty, is speaking out on behalf of her daughter, India, who's part of this organization. I'm going to read you some bullet points because I got to tell you, there's just way, way too much to go into. Yeah. But parents, again... Please beware for your daughters, okay? So, Nexium supposedly is a secretive self help group accused of recruiting young women as slaves. Okay. Based in Albany, New York, thank you, and acts as an executive coaching workshop for some. According to Bonnie Peace, Oxenberg's friend, there's a secret sisterhood with Nexium. Their leader's name, Keith Raniere, known as Vanguard, supposedly has, you won't believe this, women branded with his initials right below the waistline as part of an initiation ritual. It gets better. Claims include putting the girls on a 500 to 800 calorie diet a day and, get this, handing over collateral, something to verify that they would never tell anyone about the group's existence. Now, here's the kicker. Supposedly, there are people in very high places of power who I will not mention, but you will know their names if I did, that have taken classes with Rainier. I mean, that's kind of scary. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going back and forth. So here's what I suggest. It's In a, res- in a response to the New York Times article about this organization and in India, Nexium insu- issued a statement calling the story a criminal product of criminal minds, but... Recent allegations about the group have prompted the New York State Governor's Council to launch a review into the matter. Go to newyorktimes.com, people.com, or just Google NXIVM. You can find out all about it. I mean, come on. I can't even. In today's day and age where these kids have nowhere to go and what they're doing, they're they're just getting recruited by everybody. It's scary. It's disgusting.
0: You know, uh,
1: on another podcast, we did an episode about cyberbullying, and we had a guy who runs, he's head of social media for NYPD. And he has three daughters, I think he said. And uh, he collects all all uh, devices at 10 o'clock at night. They're all... You know, actually, my doc, my yeah. girlfriend's
0: a doctor, and she did that. Good for She him. took her kid at 10 o'clock. Th- their kid's devices came in her room. You
1: yeah, and even uh, uh, my wife's uh, brother, who's 13, stayed with us, and I went in the room. He has it on his phone. I said, no, you're not going to yes. lay in bed with your phone. No. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. All
2: right, so this next story, a um, little sad but actually happy, okay? Early Christmas for nine-year-old Jacob. Wants Christmas cards for his last Christmas. Okay, so it is a little sad, but it's, in the end, it's really inspiring. Jacob Thompson was diagnosed with high-risk neuroblastoma at age 5, which does attack the nerve cells in usually children 1 to 5 but can go up to age 10. In October, it spread to his brain. So there's a good chance he may not make Christmas. But guess what he wants to do? He loves Christmas. Jacob loves Christmas so much. He's asked everyone to send Christmas cards early to celebrate. And he wants them from all over the world. He got one from Antarctica where his favorite animals, penguins, we all love penguins, live. The whole family's doing up Christmas at the hospital and he's loving it. Did you want to say something? Uh, The only thing I wanted to say was Lisa did it.
0: Make He wants homemade Christmas cards. Yes. Like, you don't have to go out and buy anything. It's a great project for, like, your kids, Seth, yeah. my grandkids. Just make a homemade Christmas card Teach and send it to them.
2: Teachers, if you're listening, have your have your students Bam. in the classes do it. I mean, what's such a goodwill for a child like that? Um, like I said, they're doing up Christmas. People have called him an old soul and believes he's taught everything about life. That's what his father, uh, Roger, said. He's accomplished everything that he needed to do by nine, and he wants everybody to just live like Penguin. Which is what they do They dive into life They find warmth among friends They stay cool and they give to others sweet. And his favorite poem is Advice from a Penguin So if you'd like to You can address everything Go to CNN for the full story But here's the address Jacob Thompson Care of the Barbara Bush Children's Hospital At Maine Medical Center 22 Bram Hall Street B A R A B R A M. H-A-L Street, Portland, Maine, 04102. You could just Google his name, Jacob Thompson, and it's going to come up.
1: Melissa sent me this in a text because we were having some minor issues with different little things. You know, day-to-day BS you deal with and just puts things in perspective. Right, right. You know, and like how this is, it's such a, a heartwarming it is thing, and it just this kid's dying, and like he wants to bring joy to everyone else. Exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable, and he wants yeah. them
2: to live. Their, and by the way, I did not send a card. I did a PowerPoint. I found hundreds of photos of penguins, put them all together. Probably overwhelmed, yeah. Poor he programmed it, but you <laughs> know, what? down the system <laughs> in the hospital. He's, he's, been been hanging, he's hanging the pictures on the wall. He's <laughs> hanging all the cards on the walls. So I'm beautiful. like, how cool would it be to hang photos of all different types of penguins? Because there's a lot of different types. Well, get your kids to do this, everybody. I think it's a yeah. fun thing.
1: I'm going to bring up for so, my preschool. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Now. Shalane Flanagan, first American woman to win the New York Marathon in 40 years. Congrats, congrats. Congrats. Placed first on Sunday ahead of Kenyon's Mary Katani. I hope I... pronounce this right Katani who won the past three years she was born in Colorado Shalane and she grew up in Massachusetts she competed in the 2004 2008 2012 and 2016 Olympics in 2016 she came in sixth place in the marathon but this year baby number one and mom ma, even male your mom was excited oh my she goes, god I can imagine oh my gosh a woman won the New York marathon and and she's,
0: she's like Irish. super excited about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like. I was like
2: I didn't even know you knew there was a New York marathon ma no not true that's just kidding I okay mean, no, Now, a little personal aside, I am officially in mourning. George Clooney may be giving up acting, according to the UK Sunday Times. Well, there's a reason for it. George Clooney's working behind the scenes because he can. Look, I acted for a long time, and you know I'm 56, the Oscar winner told them. I'm not the guy that gets the girl anymore. Well, he would get me. (laughs) I shouldn't be the guy that gets the girl. But look, if somebody's got Paul Newman's role in verdict, i jump. But there aren't that many roles like that. Acting used to be how I paid the rent. But I sold a tequila company for a billion, as he puts it, effing dollars I don't need the money so he's going to focus on directing producing and all that does stuff. he have
1: kids now right he, has he twins have... him and yeah. them all have twins I have to spend but some again. time with them too yeah, yeah well, just for the hell of it you yeah. never
2: know he's living all over the world but yeah. I am in mourning because I want to see him on the screen forever
1: just I'll get seeing some ER DVDs all right Lisa
2: <laughs> oh please no okay. no not ER I watch Oceans 11 right. I watch Oceans 11 12 That's and 13 ooh. back he's to just, back back to back baby Netflix okay. and George yeah. now <laughs> Bark Dot US. Teen Parent Watchdog app. Bark US reveals list of teen texting codes. I couldn't believe this. Karen sent this to me and I was like, we have to do this because I looked it's at parents. It like, Ooh, I don't know any of this crap. Oh my God. And we're gonna test you too. Seth, let's see how smart yeah, you are now, you, you wise are. guy. Yeah. Okay, let's like, uh, go. Let it. me go. Teen Parent Watchdog app Bark, B-A-R-K, Like the Dog, US. Bark US released a list of abbreviations and acronyms it has gathered that are popular among teens. Mm. Obviously, most are about sex and drugs, but not all. It's not exactly new, but similar versions have floated around for years. Some are obscure, while others are just a little obvious to be practical, even for those with the not so tech savvy parents. So, mm. for example,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Seth, you know what 40 20 means?
1: I don't know what 40 20 is. Okay. I don't know it's what 420 is.
2: 420.
1: Yes. What? That's weed. How did you know? I knew it's it a, too. It's a police. Uh, That's one
2: thing you and I knew.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. The cops. Okay. The cops. I didn't know that. What is 99? My 90- daughter, my daughter's uh, my daughter, my my niece is 420. She's a 420 All right, baby. what
2: does 99 mean?
1: 99? Cops?
2: Pa- parents are out.
1: Oh, parents are out.
2: G N O C. Anybody? Any takers? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, Get naked on cam. Oh, 53X.
1: I would have been in trouble if I was a kid 53X. Answer my question. Do you know? 53 x oh, yeah. It sounds like a football play. It's
2: code for sex, baby. 53X. Uh, huh, you... huh. <laughs> Bend over. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew a guy named Bend over. Bend Go ahead. over. Yeah. Bend. yeah. Oh, okay, we all have. <laughs> See you 46. See you for sex. UH. Ah, I like that. Are you horny? Hmm. Nine and CD9 means code nine for parents are around. And... Uh, P A L. Parents are listening. So, ladies, I am officially L O M A because it's crazy. <laughs> I
3: don't
1: for know more what that info,
2: is. oh, you don't? Okay. Nah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not telling you. Lama. So, for more info, go to bark.us. You can get all the info. You can download their app.
1: N P. No problem. I'm going to beat my kids. they do. this. Okay.
2: Trap. We're going to be
0: back with mail <laughs> in two minutes, and Seth's going to be beating his kids. We'll be yeah, right back.
2: <laughs> right back. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you.
0: And we're back and we've got Tough Mother Mail. And again, Gail is in here and we send her our love. So we're going to fill in with...
2: Well, we, got, we, we have a sponsor for this too.
0: All right. Well, let me just say we're going to have Seth read mail and our sponsor is number seven makeup and Skincare. care. She from really Boots. loves You're that like, stuff. I love
1: it. I'm wearing it right now.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you got there for us, Seth?
1: Okay. Dear OTM, I'm graduating high school this year and our school is having a senior's Christmas dance. I went a few weeks ago with some of my friends to go dress shopping. It took me forever to find the perfect dress, one that I would leave the class speechless. I found it and I look fab in it. I am super excited to wear this dress. It feels weird saying this. No, go ahead. (laughs) That I keep putting it on every night to admire myself in it. Wow. Another one of our friends who couldn't come with us uh, the day we went shopping met up with us at my house to show us her dress. I can't believe it is exact same dress. Oh, God. Damn it. it. He can't be reading this. I hate when this happens. That happens to me all the time. (laughs) I am kind of annoyed because I described the dress I got to her and I feel she deliberately went out and got the same one. Her reaction uh, was that she is sorry and she asked what I am going to do now. Get a new, Go get a new dress? What she's going to go do now. Weird.
3: Right. Okay. <laughs> no!
1: She needs to go get a new dress. Yes! I bought mine first. How epic will I be if I'm someone's twin? A friend's twin of all things. She needs to return it. My friend seems okay with the fact that we match, and she said we can be twinsies. I am not, I will not leave a jaw-dropping last impression as someone's twin. Help! oh Seth. From Hannah.
2: I swear if it's a plaid dress, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> what no. do you think, Liz? Well, first of all, this actually happened to me, but it wasn't a prom. It was New Year's Eve. My friend, Jan- same thing. I had it first. She bought it. You know mm. what I say, honey? If you think you are rocking that dress... You wear it, and you make her look like what?
1: Well, you gr- you, you girls should know. It's so about the shoes, right? So yeah. maybe you have better... You get, Don't sure tell her what kind of shoes you're getting. Yeah, make yeah. sure you get the better shoes.
0: Absolutely. Do, uh, the bling in the shoes right. is where it's at. Dress it up. Mm-hmm.
1: You can uh, do something different with it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Stand yeah.
0: out. Well, Seth, wow. Huh? Good for you, dude. Yeah, uh, you really rocked your feminine it. side coming word. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, word. So thank thank you. And Hannah, do dress it up. Put some bling on. Make it yours. Get some cool shoes and make it yours. Exactly. Listen to Seth. You Please rock me, that dress. Yes. And,
1: uh, you know, shave half your head, too, and have like, some All right, and it's, with the next
0: letter is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dear One Tough Mother, My friend's girlfriend has really bad breath. It's pretty unbearable. When she talks to you, you have to hold your own breath so you don't smell it. She's a pretty girl and, and has a very nice, but her mouth, oh, everyone's aware of it, and everybody teases her behind her back. It's rude, I know, but it's so easy. I've wondered if someone should say something to her, but then how do you tell someone her breath is really bad and she needs to fix it? Is there a nice way of telling her and what do you think we should do? Thanks, Lena. Leave some gum, right? We did this. We worked with a guy who had horrific, horrific, horrific cigarette smoke breath and coffee breath. And everybody complained. Everybody, oh my God, he talks to clients. It was just like horrible. We bought Tic Tacs, Lifesavers, gum, and one other thing, and left them on his desk. Isn't
1: that kind of passive aggressive, though?
0: It is. Yeah. It, but do you
1: want to, you, would you, you call her out to her face? I would, yeah. Yeah,
2: I would totally pull her aside and pretend it's you. Karen, I love you to death. You always look great. But I just have to tell you, as your friend, your breath is, you need to do something about your breath. I would I would be so loving I said here's something that might work maybe you give a little like you said tic tacs whatever and that but I would actually lovingly s- tell her because first of all somebody leaves that on your desk and be like oh they left me what something
1: wouldn't you want to know because sometimes people don't know wouldn't you want to know I absolutely want to know
0: and Lisa asks me all the
2: time Does my, do I have bad breath yeah because I drink a lot of coffee
1: so big surprise. you do Lisa yeah I know no, we're here so
2: I'm always like oh my god do I have bad breath coffee breath blah, blah, blah. you no, know what this
1: reminds I'm, me of too is uh, my, my stepson went to the dentist his father took him and his stepmother said, oh, they said his teeth are in really bad shape. I, and I said, um, he just spent the last five days with you. Did you guys make him brush his teeth? How many times did you brush your teeth the last five days? None. Ugh. Exactly, <laughs> like, you know. Well, you yeah. guys don't make him brush his teeth. We do. Yeah, that, but you have to take care of yourself.
0: And the other thing is just on, on a medical side of it, um, having bad breath. It, you can eat all the gum, mints you want. Sometimes it's a medical issue. Could be in your belt and your yeah, gut, your, stomach. your gut and your heart. Believe it or not, I heard a long time ago people with bad breath might have heart conditions. And of course, you know the dental and the sinus, all of that. So, you know, you might be telling your friend, you know, there's an issue. You know, your breath is bad, and they may have a medical condition. So, Lisa, I, I I'm going to go to what Lisa says. Call them out and, and take them aside and be kind about it, right? Maybe give her some floss, too. Yeah, well, that's a little...
1: Yeah. I'm oh. a big flosser. Yeah.
0: Flossing <laughs> gets rid of the plaque, I which know, causes I the know. Bad
1: breath. So go ahead, Lisa. Should have been a hygienist, Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> should have been, been a lot of things. Should have order.
2: dear OTM, married friends of mine have been separated since January. The reason being the husband cheated. I am friends with both of them, but I am finding that my girlfriend, the wife, wants me to completely cut off her husband. Not that I am there hanging out with him or even talking to him. That's the thing. He keeps calling me and wanting to talk to me about it or just see how everyone is doing. I've talked to him through text but haven't answered the phone when he calls. My girlfriend found out I talked to him and is very upset with me. I don't know if he is trying to rub it in her face or what, but this is what I'm figuring. She feels I'm betraying her and so on. It's dumb. What do you do when married friends of yours are no longer together? I honestly feel like the husband is more persistent in the friendship than her. I heard from him more than her, and sometimes during the marriage, it was the same thing. But I'm, I keep not asking. I don't want to take sides. I'm still both their friends, and I want to keep it that way. But can I? Lil... Do you want me to start with this one? Oh, that's a tough one. Let yeah. me, Alicia, could, go let ahead. me,
0: well, let me just to. say this. I, when I got divorced, and, and, and I'm going to be very honest, I was so crushed over what my ex had done. I wanted none of my friends to be friends with him. Because you feel like you want your close friends to... to side with you, not just, it's not just side with you, but support you and love. You want your close friends around you. And I felt like by being close friends with him too, maybe they were telling him things I was saying. There was this whole crappy thought process in your head that you go through. Was it right? No, I'm going to say it was not right. Was it fair to them? No, I'm going to say I was unfair. However, it's I'm being dead on honest I didn't want them to be friends with him. I didn't want them going back and telling him anything.
2: And I totally agree. Being divorced myself, it is like it, you feel like it's a betrayal because it's a code, you know. And, and But the one thing in here I don't like is, Why is he calling her? Is he trying to get back with her? There's not enough information in here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe is he hitting on her? Mm -hmm. That's what I, that was the first thing that came into my mind. Right. You know, he cheated on this girl. That's the big thing. It's not like they got divorced because it was money or um, they just went separate ways or something with business. No, he cheated. Right. So she's hurting. Right. And. I'm with her. I, you know, I she would not. Be, but I this it. woman
1: is friends with both of them. She has to be straight with both of them. Right. Yeah. I don't want to hear about that person. Don't, you know, if you want to be my friend, be my friend. But I'm not this middle person for your, your, your BS between you two. Yeah. That's that, your, you know,
2: can it's I just true. jump in here too? What do you think Gail would say?
1: Love and light. Go
2: back. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> no, but she would. She'd be like, I think we need to get to the bottom of everything. And then this and that. And then she would say love and love. Because Gail's got that very cerebral, spiritual It's nice. No, yeah, you nice. Know, She's just, very refreshing when it comes to that. Yes. I,
0: but, you know, in, in, in re- reality to life, you do feel crushed. You're crushed when somebody. Yeah. You know what? First of all, let me just bring this really out. If you're going to cheat. It, if you're going to. If you don't want to be with a person you're with. Don't cheat on them grow a set and tell them exactly, okay because exactly. you not only here's the reason why and i've said this to my kids on in things in life think of a, a flat pond of water and then you throw the pebble in the middle it rings out all the way around that pebble and mm. that's what happens when you cheat on someone you're in a relationship with you cheat on them it affects them affects their family affects their kids or your kids it affects your friends it affects your job it affects your life don't be stupid don't be stupid. If you want out, get out. Mm-hmm. If you don't want out and you're attracted to someone else, grow a set and cut it off and say, you know what, this is not right. Every time you cheat on your wife or husband, you're cheating on your family, your friends, your life. Just if yeah. ask
1: you, you just have to ask whether, whether it's worth it. You know? Right. Yeah, right. Right. exactly.
0: Like, is, is having one scale, night, you
1: know. Yeah. It's, it's
2: is having one night
1: worth, worth risking ruining your, family. Exactly. your
2: entire family. And remember, when you do that,
0: it doesn't affect your kids for the moment it's happening. Now your kids are going to have a stepmother, stepfather, or your family's going to be divided. It's never going to be the same. Never, 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 never. I grew up like that. So mm. yes, yeah, Seth. So uh, you know you what? Go. I
2: take it back. You know what Gail would say? Grow a set.
0: Grow a set. <laughs> she would. She'd be
2: like, grow a set. <laughs> so
0: anyway, that's that's our take on the cheat. If you're going to cheat, it's be grow a set and get out.
2: That's it. Okay. okay. please. You've got quickies coming. I got coming. some quickies coming up here. Um. Ooh. Um. Me? We have a baseball issue. Oh, you well,
1: yeah, I yeah, want to mention Terrible uh, terrible terrible. Roy Halladay was a great pitcher for the Blue Jays and the Phillies and uh he uh, died in a single plane accident uh in the Gulf of Mexico. He was flying the plane too. He was fly- a single yeah, oh, single same. plane single uh, single rider, yeah. Um it's interesting, you know. Uh, Ten years ago, eleven years ago, there's a pitcher who pitched for the Phillies and the Yankees, Corey Lytle, flew right into a building in the East Side. You guys might remember that. Yes, story. I, yeah. I do. Yes, and you probably both remember Thurman Munson. When I was a kid, oh, yes, he was a famous catcher for the Yankees. Died in a plane crash as yeah. well. Um, it's yes, yeah, he's a, he had two kids, 40 years old. Horrible. Uh, you know, a great competitor, and it seemed like he was a really great guy. Yeah. I think just yesterday I looked on his Twitter because I. It's just, I get, uh, it's it's weird to me to see people's social media, right? Like, before they die. Right. And he just posted a picture with a bunch of kids, and we just won this league or something, and, you know, like, the day before. You right. Know? And he loved to fly. He was he was really into it, and um it's, yeah, you just hope, guys, you know, people should really know what they're doing. You know? Right. And it's right. scary, and things happen, you know, in JFK Jr., too. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, okay. So now we have another baseball story, a more uh, positive, happier and one. positive yeah. one. Houston Astros, as everybody knows by now, won the World Series, and Kate Upton married Astros pitcher Justin Verlander on November fourth. They had waiting. a very busy, busy week. They She's got two waiting. rings.
1: She's waiting for him to be a winner. I know yeah. exactly. Like, two okay, rings. Now I'll marry him. Marry him.
2: Marry me. Yeah. Uh, it pays. Oh, does it pay to lose weight? Oprah has made three hundred million dollars from Weight Watchers Rally. Uh, she does roughly own ten percent of the company, which could go up to fifteen, and has brought the stocks back soaring.
1: Does she look like she's lost weight though? On these, commercials. Yeah, you know me. I don't really. She watch looks more TV. toned
2: to me. Yeah?
1: She looks much more right. toned.
2: She does look
0: toned. She's
1: a lot of yo-yoing in her life.
0: Oh,
2: big time! Yeah. She was like teeny, teeny at one point. Yeah. yeah. She. Oh yeah. Remember when she rolled that? Yes. She rolled on a red little wagon. I don't know. Seventy-three pounds of some am- whatever weight she what lost. What it would have correlated it to her weight that she lost. Crazy. Right. Okay, so you know me. I always like to know about who's making money. World's highest paid TV hosts. Take a guess.
1: Um, TV hosts include late night too.
2: Yeah, I oh. guess. Jimmy, okay, Jimmy Fallon. I would have said Fallon. No, Dr. Phil. Oh, made seventy-nine million.
1: Jesus.
2: Right behind him, Barkin, Ellen right at his heels barking at 77 million and you won't believe this next one ryan seacrest Uh, pretty quick by the way because he's on with kelly 58 million come on come on come on come on it's crazy and according to page six mariah carey has undergone weight loss surgery because body shamers have
1: spurred her on to do so
2: I had to say that. It's, it's sickening. The tension,
1: like it's tension like grabbing. Come and on. Adam
2: Levine and wife, Bahati Prinslow are having a girl. And I don't know if anybody notice, knows this, but they did announce that. They announced the gender of the girl on Ellen's show, but Ellen picked out their child's first name. They have a daughter, Dusty Rose. And the new iPhone X, all glass. Did we know that? What is the point what of having that? What is the point that? of having a phone They're that's saying on glass. it's
0: the most, they said it, the most breakable oh, phone geez. on the market. You can drop it from pocket height and it shatters. What's the point, dude? But really? Why? What is it?
1: And they use the insurance and they don't let really you use the insurance.
0: It's, and the insurance cost has gone up because yeah. iPhones are more expensive.
1: $1,000 phone.
0: Yeah. It's nuts.
1: I'm going to stick with my success.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm very happy with my, I'm a droid girl, so.
2: And now we have Mother Says, and again, sponsored by Number 7 Makeup and Skincare, available at Walgreens, Dwayne Reed. And
0: Mother Says this week is, life is too short and unpredictable not to live exactly as you please. You have one life, seriously, and you should be doing what you want to do, as long as it's not breaking the law, and exactly how you please. I mean, we're happy that Seth's with us, Seth.
1: Thank you. I was going to say the the teen code for this is YOLO. Just so you know.
0: (laughs) Oh Oh. boy! Yes. So again, mother (laughs) says, (laughs) "I can't take him today. (laughs) Life is too short (laughs) and unpredictable not to live as exactly as you please." YOLO.
1: YOLO. YOLO.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. And you're listening
2: to the One Tough Mother Show. Oh, and guess where you can find us: iTunes, Stitcher. Podsearch.com. Everybody, I can't stress it enough. Go to podsearch.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, hashtag OTM, hashtag one tough mother, hashtag tough mothers with you, and go to onetoughmother.com. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.